Welcome everyone to the Undisputed Future Podcast. This is episode two. I am CD Danny Mac and my right hand man Nikki Six is back once again. Thank you everybody. And we have the homecoming of Drew McIntyre to discuss. And guys, I want to address something first before we actually dig into the real issues of NXT at the April 12th taping. There's been slight changes here at the Undisputed Future podcast. I read a lot of the reactions that I got to our coverage of NXT TakeOver Orlando in Episode 1. The feedback, the messages, just from the Reddit post and the R-Squared Circled community alone was absolutely astounding. So I decided to scrap all of the raw footage I had going solo and continue this back-and-forth relationship I have with my man here, Nikki Six. There's just some something about our back-and-forth that we've always had a feeling could catch on. Other people might enjoy listening to it. And thank you just for proving a pipe dream of mine. And I'm sure I could speak for him. Absolutely. Thank you so much. This is episode two. We're doing episode reviews. We just watched the episode highlighted by Drew McIntyre's homecoming, closed out by Shinsuke Nakamura's final entrance to the NXT arena. And you know what? This is a genuine reaction. I read a lot of the responses. This is coming off fresh of watching... A new era of NXT begin. And Nick, let's talk about that opening entrance music as well as the new graphics video. There's Honestly, some new the opening, big names on the circuit. Yo, it, it, and that opening segment, it completely sets you up for that ready, non-stop, hard-hitting action that you're going to see in, in NXT. And They're going to throw it in your team. face. We love it. <laughs> That's exactly what the NXT universe is all about. That's exactly what the up-and-coming superstars of this brand are all about. Now let's get kicking into the action, literally, with somebody who has found their way, a nice home in NXT. I'm talking about Aleister Black. That's right, Aleister Black came in strong. This man, what was it, 15 seconds in Maybe that match? 15 was... seconds. Did you get the guy's name? Uh, uh, Corey Hollis. Corey Hollis. A young Corey to... Hollis <laughs> was previously employed by NWA, just for the record, everybody. So he does have some credentials. He is... Pretty decent. He was known as the original. He has some 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 serious credentials behind him, but he did take an astonishingly jaw shattering. Uh, what's it called? Black Mass. Thank you for digging up information Black. on him, by the way, because I could not remember his name for the life of me. Alistair Black gave me something to talk about, but his opponent certainly did not. What a well, spinning I, wheel kick, Black Mass! I, I want I want to go on the offensive there. I honestly do think Corey Hollis gave us something to talk about. He gave an amazing reaction to uh, you know he sold that. Black Mass kick like no other. So far, we haven't seen anyone fall quite like that against uh, Aleister Black. And Aleister Black is, you know, that's going to help his name it grow. And certainly if, if takes Corey a real Hollis, to kick like If that. Corey Hollis is willing to take that hit, literally, then, uh, you know, more power to him. And I appreciate his efforts. Absolutely, man. You don't get anybody with enough grit to take a spinning wheel kick like that across the jaw. Now, if there's one thing I want my listeners to know... It is I am a second-degree black belt in the United States Black Cat Kempo Karate Federation, and I know a good spinning kick when I see it. My system is very, very in detail when it comes to kicks and strikes. It's just I appreciate Aleister Black's moveset on a personal level. I think the guy has the it factor, and I think he's going to do really big things in the upcoming weeks of NXT. I agree, and I can't wait to see what comes with that from that. Um, but let's 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 get pressing. Ty Dillinger gets called up. To SmackDown Live, and, and, and we want to get everyone's, you know, feedback on this. How do you guys feel about Ty Dillinger being brought to SmackDown instead of Raw? But, um, 
I, I personally feel it was a better decision. Uh, Ty Dillinger has more of a chance to Ty Dillinger is got, Ty Dillinger is going to shine on that SmackDown roster because they've been able to create top stars out of some of NXT's best. Some guys that you and I have been watching since their debut matchups right. on NXT takeovers and you know NXT live events and televised as well. Like we've seen a lot of people debut, and that's something that's definitely worth being addressed. Ty Dillinger's call-up to SmackDown Live was an absolutely golden move on WWE's part. I cannot wait to see who he feuds with. Now, moving on to the next chapter for Ty Dillinger in NXT, we have him taking on Eric Young of Sanity inside a steel cage. Nick, the numbers game against the perfect 10 is not going to be an issue inside that one. Well, and and it's about time because Ty Dillinger deserves a fair shot against uh, Eric Young, and honestly, I can't wait to see what these two get to do in the first cage match in weekly TV history for NXT. And honestly, it's the first uh, cage match since Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe. We all remember Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe. That is where Joe was managed to stop the Demon King. What a memorable matchup. That muscle buster off the top rope still gives me trauma as a huge Finn Balor fan. But we Ty- miss you, Tyson Kid. <laughs> we miss you so much. Come back as soon as possible. Ugh, let's not get emotional here. Yeah. That's that's no, some no, that's we'll, some we'll injury. You, Tyson. Ugh, love Tyson Kid, Heart Dungeon forever. But Ty Dillinger versus Sanity. We need to stay in this universe. What a story that has basically been going on since the tag team classic. It's moved on to bigger and better things with the addition of Roderick Strong, Cassius Ono, and Ruby Riot taking them on at Takeover. No way, Jose. No way, Jose. Unfortunate circumstances. We are still waiting to hear from NXT's resident party man. I have not heard anything. I haven't seen anything. I'm really looking for something on WWE.com. Anyway, Ty Dillinger is finally getting his chance to stop Sanity in a one-on-one situation with their leader. Nick, it's a completely different game inside of Steel Cage. As it, it, it is, and I, there's no escape, literally. And, and once you do escape, it's like safe haven. You, you, you don't even know. Um, I, I've never personally been in a, in a cage match, but it, it, I've always wanted to. I it's know. just one of those structures that is intimidating. I've seen one plenty of I times know personally. One with your hardcore style and your you know credentials, you have seen the reaction of guys outside of steel cages. Once they leave that thing, I'm sure it's a nirvana. And Ty Dillinger can't wait to escape his demons in the form of sanity. Nick, the numbers game next week is going to be a non-issue. How is that going to change for Eric Young? Honestly, well, we'll we'll see if the number game doesn't cha- uh, changes it up because we don't know whether or not they're going to stop Ty from exiting the cage. That is still a possibility, and there's no disqualifications in a cage match. So if they climb over the top, what's to stop them? I mean, Nicky Cross, Alexander Wolf, even, even big man, big man Killian Dane might even be right. crazy enough to scale the cage. What if and he enter- just rips a panel off and decides to come in there? Like this is all uh, in the realm of possibilities, mainly because sanity is. Insane. It is going to be a memorable last chapter for the Perfect Ten in his NXT history. I can't wait to watch it again and give you the reaction in episode three. Next up, we have the tag team DIY. The return to NXT television, taking on the team of Mikey Blaze, who looks like a mix of Seth Rollins and Broken Matt Hardy. Take my word for it if you haven't seen this episode yet. As NXT Universe likes to call them the Broken Rollins chance broken was breaking Roll- out by the end of the match. It was fantastic. <laughs> Thank you, Full Sail. And he certainly charged things up with his tag team partner, Big 
monster master hand. The master Dylan hand. Miley. Dylan Miley is certainly a force to be reckoned with. He looked incredibly strong against former tag team champions. Nick, he was countering Johnny Gargano's unbelievable agility and diving through the ropes into some unbelievable maneuvers. Your thoughts on that? Honestly, Dylan Miley is uh he's been trained for uh the last 3 years in the last uh in the WWE Performance Center and honestly, there's no surprise to me. You got some of the best trainers in the WWE Performance Center. The man stands at 643 inches tall. He's a monster. Hands like a frying pan. Honestly, I did you see, not did you see the opening? As, uh, as sportsmanlike oh. as it was, did you see the opening handshake he between just, him and Tommaso Ciampa? It engulfed him. Hand. <laughs> it was like Andre size, honestly. Anyway, the former tag team champions would come out at a win, but certainly not at Dylan Miley's expense. They laid the absolute smackdown on Mikey, Mikey Blaze. And so we carry on to the end of the matchup where Dylan Miley was not too fond of his losing tag team partner. There was absolutely destruction by the end of this match. Yeah, he beat the hell out of Blaze. Honestly, just threw him around and just had his way. Honestly, I don't think we're going to see much more of that tag team, but uh, I can't wait to see more of Dylan Miley in the NXT. I can't wait to see what his future has to offer, and I can't wait to see who he's going to target next. That's certainly a question for the new monster of the NXT division. From tag team action to the NXT women's division now, Nick, we have a very introspective, humanized, and humbled Ember Moon. Yeah, it started off with uh, more on Asuka cheating her way to victory. And honestly, I, I, I just as the more I see it, 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 it just pisses me off more and more and more. I... I, I can't get over the fact that, you know, the Princess of Tomorrow was turning not, not a fan, Not a fan of the Empress of Tomorrow's changing attitude uh, there, Empress buddy? Empress of Tomorrow, I'm sorry. But, yeah, I, I just, I can't, I can't get into, you know, her being healed. It, it just, it hurts. Why not? <laughs> Why not? She's undefeated. I mean, she's, she's got good no, at it. She's got good. nothing left to prove. She can be as cocky as she wants. She is the undefeated champion. She's, she's a stone's throw away from Goldberg's record. Honestly, I just... Her, her 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 humbleness like is what brought her to the table. She was so humble in the beginning, like she was so easy to get into because how humble she was, and at the same time hard hitting. And those kicks that they, they took down everyone in the women's division. And at the same time, she was so kind and humble, and just, she didn't want to step on anyone's toes. But at the same time, she knew what she earned and. How much this is what a championship reign can do to somebody, even as quote unquote humbled as Asuka. In in my opinion, Asuka was never humbled. She was still this confident being, but she it was, was never throwing it in people's face. Humble. She was never she was never showing a sign of desperation. Confidence. She was never showing that sign of desperation that we talked about covering Absolutely NXT takeover. She, she, took, she took her head. She she had her uh, separate feuds that had nothing to do with the uh, uh, NXT Women's Championship. They, they were all you know amazing, and now she's now she's know. champion. Now she's on top. Now she's doing whatever the hell she wants. She's pushing referees to retain it. This is why it's... Ember Moon decided to just break down. She was so set on being the one, being this person with the destiny to stop Oscar's undefeated streak. She truly felt it was her time, and to have that amount of you know hope in your heart. I've been there. To have that amount of hope in your heart, to see and taste what you're about to win, and then just have it snatched from you that quickly, 
it's it's an unbelievable just it, it kills you inside. Yeah, it makes you like question everything. Self esteem shot down from you know not being within a championship reach, which I've you know personally watched you fall that way, and you know it's it's unfortunate and it, it again, but it brought out this new humanized side of Ember Moon. It's almost like a superhero in their secret identity that <laughs> they don't want anybody to see. Yeah, I don't she, think the I don't think the Ember Moon planned on exposing this side of her because she wanted to and she felt yeah, like she was again her destiny was to walk into Orlando and take that NXT Women's Championship I, away from Asuka. It felt very personal when she was talking to us. She it felt like she was, you know, going deep inside of her and, and letting us know that, you know, she, she did give us everything she had. But she's definitely not done. It's definitely not done. She is going to continue to give us her all, and she is going to continue to show us exactly why she earned that NXT Women's title shot. She's going to have to go through a very confident and almost demonized Asuka and able to do it. Moving on to a debut in the NXT Women's Division, Nick. A singles match debut for one Ruby Riot, formerly known as Heidi Lovelace, the Riveter, built from Lafayette. She was trained within the WWE system under OVW by Billy Rock. She was a former OVW Women's Champion. It's very interesting to see somebody brought within the WWE system, go back on their own, and come back. We're seeing two of those tonight. Yeah, two of them tonight. Two in one night. We got we got McIntyre and uh, Riot. And uh, no, that's not the only uh, entrance into the NXT universe that we had today. Her opponent, Kimberly. From Seattle, Washington. She uh, had her NXT debut tonight. She was a CZW Academy graduate. Her trainer was Drew Gulak. And she's worked in multiple women's dominated corporations. Not just CZW, but the Women's Superstar, Uncensored, Shine Wrestling, Shimmer Women's Athletes. Shimmer was also home to Ruby Riot at one point in time as well. It, it explains their excellent chemistry. It was quite a debut matchup for Ruby Riot. Not only that, Kimberly looked good too. This is not the first time we've seen her on NXT television, no. but we never got the exposure to a character, to her in-ring style that she brings. Nick, your thoughts on Kimberly? I, I, I've seen Kimberly a bunch of times, personally, like in, in, an actual person. I've seen her at uh, House of Glory shows. I've seen her a lot around the independent scene, and she... Always brings it, and it, it, it's really good to see you know all her hard work pay off. Um, I'm really, really happy for her, so congratulations to Kimberly. It was an impressive showing by Kimberly, as I absolutely agreed. There's no doubt about it, but uh, she didn't come up with the win tonight, Nick. There was no, some tonight. sort, not, not happening, not against the no, debuting Ruby, Ruby, Ruby Riot. Riot, despite the distraction from one Nikki Cross. This rivalry seems to have carried over from NXT TakeOver Orlando. It's just going and going and going. These two crazy chicks are going to tear the roof off of full set. She wasn't even affected, Ruby. Like, Nikki Cross comes out banging the, the, the guardrail and staring her down, ripping her mask off, and Ruby Riot just focused, focused right back into the match, right onto Kimberly. She barely let it affect her. It's almost like the crazy didn't didn't strike her at all. It's she's used to that. She's she's able to combat that. This is something that Nikki Cross hasn't seen in the women's division before, and it's going to be one hell of a rivalry. I cannot wait to review with you where this one goes. All right, hold on. I got I got, I got a really good question for you that, that I've been dying to ask. Man. Shoot, this is this is uh, my my personal feelings. Like, how do you like? Do you think that this is the WWE's attempt to fill the, the page void? 
Oof. I mean, Paige has not been officially dismissed from WWE. Not yet, but I mean, not it's yet. It's all you know, granted. It's not looking good for her. But this anti diva image that we see in Ruby Riot—the black hair, the tattoos, the punk rock persona, the intense delivery behind her promos—she certainly very reminiscent of you know Paige. She certainly brings again that anti diva vibe, and it's certainly missed in the division personally. Like that was an excellent question. Thank you for lining that one up for me. Yeah, I got you, buddy. <laughs> Moving on now. Okay, we have the iconic duo. The iconic duo taking a stroll backstage. Uh, you know, Billy Kay was not fond of the decorations, and she certainly wasn't fond of Aaliyah and Liv Morgan in the trainers' room. And uh, bullies get what they ask for. The losers, honestly. Even if you call Liv Morgan a loser, then you deserve what you get. And uh, you know, like she said, I'm gonna take a trip down under. Push her right into that Pushed ice. into that was an fantastic. ice pool. And, uh, you know, bullying never pays. And the poor no-name guy who had to pull her out. Like, honestly, I just felt terrible. He was trying so hard not to laugh. Like, he <laughs> wanted to laugh right in her face. But, you know, like, Vince McMahon or that like, Australian accent screaming. He was just standing in the background. You know, Triple H just standing in the background like, don't miss don't the You will never get on the Don't you dare. <laughs> don't do it, damn it. <laughs> Borrowed one from but, Vince on that one, I, I guess. Sorry, Chip. But yeah, um, that was that, that was absolutely hilarious. It was a great. Segment. Her yelling at Peyton Royce to show off the camera had me rolling <laughs> off of my chair. But we have learned that the iconic duo will be facing Liv Morgan and Aaliyah in a tag team match next week on the April nineteenth episode of NXT. Nick, how do you think Liv Morgan and Aaliyah are going to fare as a tag team? We've seen them get along in the past, but uh, uh, they've been I, opposite sides of the ring as well. I, they have been, and I feel like that's going to work to their advantage. You know, uh, several tag teams have started that way. We got today, we got uh, Cesaro and Sheamus in the WWE. They started out as brutal enemies with amazing matches against each other, and that only drove them to become a more successful and confident tag team. And honestly, I feel that the friendship that they have is also going to work to their advantage. It's it's going to help with their in-ring duality and, and dynamics. It's going to it's going to bring uh, an all-around fun experience and definitely excited to see how Liv Morgan, you know, and Aaliyah team up. We're reviewing that one next week. There is so much to talk about in the NXT Women's Division. I am so excited to see who is bound to step up next against the Empress of Tomorrow. And we will be covering that, I'm sure, very, very consistently. All right, moving on to arguably the hottest topic of the April 12th episode of NXT. We have the homecoming of former Intercontinental Champion, known as the Chosen One, Drew McIntyre. Nick, I know this is a big name you've been looking forward to coming back to WWE. I, I love Drew McIntyre. He is just one of the best in ring. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a little uh, upset that he's not keeping his old finisher. Uh... It's dirty deeds. It's dirty deeds. Dirty deeds is way protected right now. No, it, 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 it's not dirty deeds. It's not. It's different. different. There's, there's the wraparound, the legs, the, the swing. It honestly, the way he pulled that DDT off was gorgeous. And you know, I, I, there's a, there's I have a very slim at... chance that anyone is actually going to hear this. But Drew, if you're listening. I truly, truly think you should give it a chance <laughs> and consider bringing it back because, man, that, that, that was one of the most impactful DDTs I've seen since Jake the Snake Roberts. You know what? I haven't looked at the Future Shock DDT as a completely separate entity from D from Dean Ambrose's Dirty Deeds. Uh, 
I guess all double arm DDTs look the same for me. I'm sure uh, that's no, some kind I, of uh, to me subject as an in ring competitor, something can, like that. I can class like if you're in a create a character mode for me, I can classify. Oh, that that that's dude loves. Oh, that's 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 uh, what's it called? Dirty deeds. That's Drew McIntyre's Future Shock. And still to this day, Drew McIntyre's Future Shock or uh, Raven's Even Flow is by far one of my favorite DDTs. You know what's my biggest Drew McIntyre shock right now, my friend? ESPN covered Drew McIntyre's return to WWE NXT. Who could have saw that one coming? Honestly, um, I'm... You know, happy. I'm not surprised. The man is a huge the man has star gone around. Right. He's built. He's built his reputation outside right. of WWE. I'm not just talking about the TNA stint. I'm talking about world traveled. He went back to a few different locations, and boy, am I glad to see the he new refined himself. He refined himself, and the man looks like he is ready to take on the world. He's a polished product right now. This is the man I can see as the chosen Absolutely. one. Absolutely, the new addition of strength into his move set. Let's He's we'll talk. We'll give credit where credit is due. We are talking about Drew McIntyre taking on Oni Lorkin and Oni Lorkin, Nick, one of the hardest workers in NXT. Honestly, the man is just nonstop. He whether it's against Andre Cien Almas or you know Drew McIntyre, the man powers through it and puts on a amazing, consistently good showing. In the amazing break. show. He's got quite the arsenal in front of he's him. He's a so Boston brawler persona. He's so fun live. He's like he's the, like the power behind his hits. You can almost feel them when you're sitting that close. Like it's it's fantastic. He's certainly an eye to look out for. But he was not successful in the homecoming of Drew McIntyre hard due to, to some that, man. due it's to some to incredible additions on Drew McIntyre's move set. We right. saw the counter to. Oni Larkin diving off the top rope to the outside in a cross body. That catch by Drew McIntyre. Oh my god, the gut wrench. He grabbed him in a gut wrench. He grabbed him when he was already at his waist. You know what kind of precision that takes? He had he, he literally like ducked, moved, and maneuvered. And just, tactical maneuvering, man. Drew McIntyre was your tactical maneuvering. He tactically maneuvered Oni Larkin's spine right onto the apron. What a maneuver. I'm sure that echoed all the way through Full Sail University. That was followed up shortly by a finisher that looks strikingly similar to Roderick Strong's sick kick. I know it comes out of the turnbuckle. It's not exactly a rope rebounding move, but I can only see so many kick finishers and also think they're the same. But again, Drew McIntyre has the size. He has the power. He has the height to deliver such a kick. So I'm probably just going to keep my mouth shut on this one for the next few weeks. Nick, your thoughts on Drew McIntyre's in-ring performance? Honestly, it was it was again he, more polished. He went away. He came back as a just perfect specimen. Nearly the man came out of the, the the entrance attire. Just to start it off, okay. The entrance attire was pristine. I really loved the added chains to the because it was the same basic idea from when his original WWE he had the leather coat with the cut-off arms. It was the same general idea, but at the same time, there was very, very, like, thin details that he added to it. And even, like, in the, his tight style, he used to have the X's on the side, and now they're the uh, Scottish crosses, the Celtic crosses. It's, it's, it's a fine difference, but it's different, and it shows that he's more precise in his style and his personality. The man is more charismatic, and it shows in his in-ring ability. And I can't wait to see in coming weeks who he takes on and how how he puts on you know more impressive showings. 
I want to go on the closing promo of his match, but I will go back to your point on the entrance, Nick. Some things just got tweaked a little bit. His new theme hits with some real power behind it. It's not a slow opener. As much of a fan as I was of Broken Dreams, I feel like this really brings out the new presence that Drew McIntyre is trying to make. He's coming out with a boom, and I think the music and the presentation has a very big part in doing so. Again, you know, big big props to the production team in uh, NXT. Full Cell's doing great work. Drew McIntyre, after the match, he had a few words for the NXT universe. The man could have signed anywhere. I believe every single word of it. I like but he's got the raw, the talent. raw talent. He's got the... He could put with the smackdown on anybody, but... This is where he wants to be. He wants to be where the hottest free agents are being signed. He wants to be on the NXT brand. What's a showing that... What a new level that puts NXT on. That's the really believable part about this new generation. People are really hyped about NXT and they they have the right to be. And it's... It's fun to see where it's gone and it's fun to see where it's going. I can't wait. And I'm going to be the, uh, the first to drop this... Um, myself and uh, CD are going to NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3. We uh, just got our tickets today, thanks to my lovely girlfriend. Four seats, and it's going to be quite the event. Nick, we've sat in good seats before, but we just kept moving down, and now we're finally hitting the floor. Three years running, brother. My boy, we made it. Three years running. (laughs) Can't wait. We are... In such eagerness to witness the new generation of NXT, the new era finally brought to a local area near us. It's going to be unbelievable. It's going to be on August 19th for all of you who are uh, waiting for the pre-sale and uh, hoping to get pre-orders just like we did. It's available on third-party sites so far. I don't believe an official Ticketmaster date has been announced by WWE. Now, moving on to the finale of the April 12th episode we have a very sentimental moment for me. The goodbye of the King of Strong Style, Shinsuke Nakamura. And uh, it, 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 was, it was nice to, you know, see his, you know, home, his, his, his full combination, culmination of his, you know, talents and, you know, his, his proper goodbye. He, he did have an amazing match against Bobby Roode and, you know, it's, it, it's, it sucks to see him leave, but it's great to see him go. And, um... I can't wait to see what he brings to, again, SmackDown. Him uh, going to SmackDown, also another <laughs> incredible decision. I think Daniel Bryan being the general manager and their past history is going to come into effect. I can't wait for that. Again, we want to know your thoughts on uh, whether or not you think it was a good idea if Shinsuke should have been brought to Raw instead of SmackDown. So please let us know in the comments down below. Yes, Shinsuke for SmackDown or should it have been Nakamura Raw? <laughs> that was clever, buddy. Oh, I like that one. That was good. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't think of that a few weeks ago. Stop it. <laughs> anyway, one year later from Shinsuke Nakamura's debut in Dallas against Sami Zayn, not many people have a match of the year quality match in their first match on WWE. I remember that match Ooh. like it was yesterday. Ooh, I was hanging on oh, the edge of my seat. So <sighs> Another NXT icon in Sami Zayn. But Shinsuke Nakamura's speech at this episode, it personified the We Are NXT motto. And that's something I want for this podcast. So as if it couldn't have been more sentimental for me as a fan of Shinsuke's work, his delivery on the speech, it it definitely spoke to me. It 
it motivated me. It's it's definitely going to be you. You need to help me, and I cannot wait to see the feedback coming just based on the introductions. We have Shinsuke's good friend Finn Bauer also meeting him. He made a comeback. He, he made, made a comeback, comeback to, to NXT to just NXT. To, say, like, to say congratulations. And honestly, I think that was one of the coolest things. I mean, we know Finn Balor is a fantastic human being. Any of you who follow him on uh, Instagram have seen his wonderful pictures uh, around Oh, his the world. friendship with Enzo Amore is an absolute <laughs> Yes, goal. it's so good. Him, Enzo, Colin Cassidy. It, it, it's just super fun. Uh, uh, congratulations to Enzo Amore, who uh, just hit a million followers on Instagram. Actually. Yeah. I don't know if you know that. How you doing? I, uh, I saw the Certified Instagram. G video. He Enzo, another his, uh, another NXT veteran who's a favorite of mine. Him and Big Cass, local boys. Yep, yep. Local boys with a very good friendship with the Irish one, Finn Bauer. Now, back to the goodbye address. We saw many names out on that entrance ramp. Everyone. Everyone came out from Asuka to the iconic duo. We saw a returning saw Hideo Itami stand on the ramp. Itami. Cannot wait for future plans for that him. That man looked so intense. He looked like he was so ready to get back into the thick of it. I cannot wait to see what Hideo has in store for us. Because that man is going to make everyone on the NXT roster. It He's putting them on notice. Go to sleep. But, <laughs> honestly, I, I can't wait to see what's next for him. It could be the NXT champion. It could be a feud with, you know, Miley. That would be awesome, too. Just to see the display of strength between the two of them. That would be awesome, too. I, I can't wait to see what he does. Some big names on the NXT entrance ramp. Some new faces that certainly have stood out to me so far. I cannot wait for the upcoming weeks. And I hope you guys come along for the ride with us. From... Staten Island, New York, this has been C.D. Danny Mac. And Nikki Six. And we are thanking each and every one of you for listening. Please stay tuned. Episode 3 will be here before you know it. Oh, quick shout-out been brought to my attention. Reddit user Yusuf Munir, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Yusuf I have Munir. officially changed the cover photo for the SoundCloud to the design that you personally sent me. So thanks, big one, on that, buddy. Yeah, Nick that was, that was it as well. so cool. I, I loved the style. It was very elegant. I really thought it was perfect for us. Thank you very much. I love man. the it font choices. Awesome. As a man who studied web design, It's it really means a lot that fans are already reaching out to us. I don't think I could have mentioned that enough in this episode. Thank you for taking this ride with us. This has been our review of the April 12th episode of NXT. Stay tuned soon, where the April 19th review will be up for immediate live reaction. Thank you again, everybody.